Part Four of Mopsa the Fairy by Jean Ingelow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Badrian. Chapter Five: The Parrot in His Shawl. That handkerchief did an Egyptian to my mother give. She was a charmer and could almost read the thoughts of people. Othello. That gypsy woman who is coming with her cart, said the parrot, is a fairy too, and very malicious. It was she and others of her tribe who caught us and put us into these cages, for they are more powerful than we. Mind you do not let her allure you into the woods, nor wheedle you or frighten you into giving her any of those fairies. No, said Jack, I will not. She sold us to the brown people, continued the parrot. Mind you do not buy anything of her, for your money in her palm would act as a charm against you. She has a baby, observed the parrot wife scornfully. Yes, a baby, repeated the old parrot, and I hope by means of that baby to get her driven away, and perhaps get free myself. I shall try to put her in a passion. Here she comes. There she was, indeed, almost close at hand. She had a little cart. Her goods were hung all about it, and a small horse drew it slowly on, and stopped when she got a customer. Several gypsy children were with her, and as the people came running together over the grass to see her goods, she sang a curious kind of song, which made them wish to buy them. Jack turned from the parrot's cage as she came up. He had heard her singing a little way off, and now, before she began again, he felt that already her searching eyes had found him out, and taken notice that he was different from the other people. When she began to sing her selling song, he felt a most curious sensation. He felt as if there were some cobwebs before his face, and he put up his hand as if to clear them away. There were no real cobwebs, of course, and yet he again felt as if they floated from the gypsy woman to him, like gossamer threads, and attracted him towards her. So he gazed at her, and she at him till Jack began to forget how the parrot had warned him. He saw her baby, too, wondered whether it was heavy for her to carry, and wished he could help her. I mean, he saw that she had a baby on her arm. It was wrapped in a shawl, and had a handkerchief over its face. She seemed very fond of it, for she kept hushing it, and Jack softly moved nearer and nearer to the cart, till the gypsy woman smiled and suddenly began to sing. My good man, he's an old, old man, and my good man got a fall. To buy me a bargain so fast he ran when he heard the gypsies call. Buy, buy brushes, baskets wrought of rushes, buy them, buy them, take them, try them, buy dames all. My old man, he has money and land, and a young, young wife am I. Let him put the penny in my white hand when he hears the gypsies cry. Buy, buy laces, 
veils to screen your faces buy them buy them take and try them buy maids buy when the gypsy had finished her song jack felt as if he was covered all over with cobwebs but he could not move away and he did not mind them now all his wish was to please her and get close to her so when she said in a soft wheedling voice what will you please to buy my pretty gentleman he was just going to answer that he would buy anything she recommended when to his astonishment and displeasure for he thought it very rude the parrot suddenly burst into a violent fit of coughing which made all the customers stare that's to clear my throat he said in a most impertinent tone of voice and then he began to beat time with his foot and sing or rather scream out an extremely saucy imitation of the gypsy's song and all his parrot friends in the other cages joined in the chorus my fair lady's a dear dear lady i walked by her side to woo in a garden alley so sweet and shady she answered i love not you john john brady quoth my dear lady pray now pray now go your way now do john do at first the gypsy did not seem to know where that mocking song came from but when she discovered that it was her prisoner the old parrot who was thus daring to imitate her she stood silent and glared at him and her face was almost white with rage when he came to the end of the verse he pretended to burst into a violent fit of sobbing and crying and screeched out to his wife mate mate hand up my handkerchief oh oh it's so affecting this song is upon this the other parrot pulled jack's handkerchief from under her wing hobbled up and began with a great show of zeal to wipe his horny beak with it but this was too much for the gypsy she took a large brush from her cart and flung it at the cage with all her might this set it violently swinging backwards and forwards but did not stop the parrot who screeched out how delightful it is to be swung and then he began to sing another verse in the most impudent tone possible and with a voice that seemed to ring through jack's head and almost pierce it yet my fair lady's my own own lady for i passed another day while making her moan she sat all alone and thus and thus did she say john john brady quoth my dear lady do now do now once more woo now pray john pray it's beautiful screeched the parrot wife and so appropriate jack was delighted when she managed slowly to say this long word with her black tongue and he burst out laughing in the meantime a good many of the brown people came running together attracted by the noise of the parrots and the rage of the gypsy who flung at his cage one after the other all the largest things she had in her cart but nothing did the parrot any harm the more violently his cage swung the louder he sang till at last the wicked gypsy seized her poor little young baby who was lying in her arms rushed frantically at the cage as it flew swiftly through the air towards her and struck at it with the little creature's head 
oh you cruel cruel woman cried jack and all the small mothers who were standing near with their skinny children on their shoulders screamed out with terror and indignation but only for one instant for the handkerchief flew off that had covered its face and was caught in the wires of the cage and all the people saw that it was not a real baby at all but a bundle of clothes and its head was a turnip yes a turnip you could see that as plainly as possible for though the green leaves had been cut off their stalks were visible through the lace cap that had been tied on it upon this all the crowd pressed closer throwing her baskets and brushes and laces and beads at the gypsy and calling out we will have none of your goods you false woman give us back our money or we will drive you out of the fair you've stuck a stick into a turnip and dressed it up in baby clothes you're a cheat a cheat my sweet gentlemen my kind ladies began the gypsy but baskets and brushes flew at her so fast that she was obliged to sit down on the grass and hold up the sham baby to screen her face while this was going on jack felt that the cobwebs which had seemed to float about his face were all gone he did not care at all any more about the gypsy and began to watch the parrots with great attention he observed that when the handkerchief stuck between the cage wires the parrots caught it and drew it inside and then jack saw the cunning old bird himself lay it on the floor fold it crosswise like a shawl and put it on his wife then she jumped upon the perch and held it with one foot looking precisely like an old lady with a parrot's head then he folded jack's handkerchief in the same way put it on and got upon the perch beside his wife screaming out in his most piercing tone i like shawls they're so becoming now the gypsy did not care at all what those inferior people thought of her and she was calmly counting out their money to return it but she was very desirous to make jack forget her behaviour and had begun to smile again and tell him she had only been joking when the parrot spoke and looking up she saw the two birds sitting side by side and the parrot wife was screaming in her mate's ear though neither of them was at all deaf if jack lets her allure him into the woods he'll never come out again she'll hang him up in a cage as she did us i say how does my shawl fit so saying the parrot wife whisked herself round on the perch and lo in the corner of the handkerchief were seen some curious letters marked in red when the crowd saw these they drew a little farther off and glanced at one another with alarm you look charming my dear it fits well screamed the old parrot in answer a word in your ear share and share alike is a fine motto what do you mean by all this said the gypsy rising and going with slow steps to the cage and speaking cautiously jack said the parrot do they ever eat handkerchiefs in your part of the country no never answered jack hold your tongue and be reasonable said the gypsy trembling what do you want i'll do it whatever it is but do they never pick out the marks continued the parrot oh jack are you sure they never pick out the marks the marks said jack considering 
yes perhaps they do stop cried the gypsy as the old parrot made a peck at the strange letters oh you're hurting me what do you want i say again tell me what you want and you shall have it we want to get out replied the parrot you must undo the spell then give me my handkerchief answered the gypsy to bandage my eyes i dare not say the words with my eyes open you had no business to steal it it was woven by human hands so that nobody can see through it and if you don't give it to me you'll never get out no never then said the old parrot tossing his shawl off you may have jack's handkerchief it will bandage your eyes just as well it was woven over the water as yours was it won't do cried the gypsy in terror give me my own i tell you answered the parrot that you shall have jack's handkerchief you can do no harm with that by this time the parrots all round had become perfectly silent and none of the people ventured to say a word for they feared the malice of the gypsy she was trembling dreadfully and her dark eyes which had been so bright and piercing had become dull and almost dim but when she found there was no help for it she said well pass out jack's handkerchief i will set you free if you will bring out mine with you share and share alike answered the parrot you must let all my friends out too then i won't let you out answered the gypsy you shall come out first and give me my handkerchief or not one of their cages will i undo so take your choice my friends then answered the brave old parrot and he poked jack's handkerchief out to her through the wires the wondering crowd stood by to look and the gypsy bandaged her eyes tightly with the handkerchief and then stooping low she began to murmur something and clap her hands softly at first but by degrees more and more violently the noise was meant to drown the words she muttered but as she went on clapping the bottom of cage after cage fell clattering down out flew the parrots by hundreds screaming and congratulating one another and there was such a deafening din that not only the sound of her spell but the clapping of her hands was quite lost in it but all this time jack was very busy for the moment the gypsy had tied up her eyes the old parrot snatched the real handkerchief off his wife's shoulders and tied it round her neck then she pushed out her head through the wires and the old parrot called to jack and said pull jack took the ends of the handkerchief pulled terribly hard and stopped go on go on screamed the old parrot i shall pull her head off cried jack no matter cried the parrot no matter only pull well jack did pull and he actually did pull her head off nearly tumbling backwards himself as he did it but he saw what the whole thing meant then for there was another head inside a fairy's head jack flung down the old parrot's head and great beak for he saw that what he had to do was to clear the fairy of its parrot covering the poor little creature seemed nearly dead it was so terribly squeezed in the wires it had a green gown or robe on with an ermine collar 
and jack got hold of this dress stripped the fairy out of the parrot feathers and dragged her through velvet robe and crimson girdle and little yellow shoes she was very much exhausted but a kind brown woman took her instantly and laid her in her bosom she was a splendid little creature about half a foot long there's a brave boy cried the parrot jack glanced round and saw that not all the parrots were free yet the gypsy was still muttering her spell he returned the handkerchief to the parrot who put it around his own neck and again jack pulled but oh what a tough old parrot that was and how jack tugged before his cunning head would come off it did however at last and just as a fine fairy was pulled through leaving his parrot skin and the handkerchief behind him the gypsy untied her eyes and saw what jack had done give me my handkerchief she screamed in despair it's in the cage gypsy answered jack you can get it yourself say your words again but the gypsy spell would only open places where she had confined fairies and no fairies were in the cage now no 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 she screamed too late hide me oh good people hide me but it was indeed too late the parrots had been wheeling in the air hundreds and hundreds of them high above her head and as she ceased speaking she fell shuddering on the ground drew her cloak over her face and down they came swooping in one immense flock and settled so thickly all over her that she was completely covered from her shoes to her head not an atom of her was to be seen all the people stood gravely looking on so did jack but he could not see much for the fluttering of the parrots nor hear anything for their screaming voices but at last he made one of the cross people hear what he shouted to her what are they going to do to the poor gypsy make her take her other form she replied and then she cannot hurt us while she stays in our country she is a fairy as we have just found out and all fairies have two forms oh said jack but he had no time for more questions the screaming and fighting and tossing about of little bits of cloth and cotton ceased a black lump heaved itself up from the ground among the parrots and as they flew aside an ugly great condor with a bare neck spread out its wings and skimming the ground sailed slowly away they have pecked her so that she can hardly rise exclaimed the parrot fairy set me on your shoulder jack and let me see the end of it jack set him there and his little wife who had recovered herself sprang from her friend the brown woman and sat on the other shoulder he then ran on the tribe of brown people and mushroom people and the feather-coated folks running too after the great black bird who skimmed slowly on before them till she got to the gypsy carts where out rushed the gypsies armed with poles milking-stools spades and everything they could get hold of to beat back the people and the parrots from hunting their relation who had folded her tired wings and was sulking under a cart with ruffled feathers and a scowling eye 
jack was so frightened at the violent way in which the gypsies and the other tribes were knocking each other about that he ran off thinking he had seen enough of such a dangerous country as he passed the place where the evil-minded gypsy had been changed he found the ground strewn with little bits of her clothes many parrots were picking them up and poking them into the cage where the handkerchief was and presently another parrot came with a lighted brand which she had pulled from one of the gypsies fires that's right said the fairy on jack's shoulder when he saw his friend push the brand between the wires of what had been his cage and set the gypsy's handkerchief on fire and all the bits of her clothes with it she won't find much of herself here he observed as jack went on it will not be very easy to put herself together again so jack moved away he was tired of the noise and confusion and the sun was just setting as he reached the little creek where his boat lay then the parrot fairy and his wife sprang down and kissed their hands to him as he stepped on board and pushed the boat off he saw when he looked back that a great fight was still going on so he was glad to get away and he wished his two friends good-bye and set off the old parrot fairy calling after him my relations have put some of our favourite food on board for you then they again thanked him for his good help and sprang into a tree and the boat began to go down the wonderful river this has been a most extraordinary day thought jack the strangest day i have had yet and after he had eaten a good supper of what the parrots had brought he felt so tired and sleepy that he lay down in the boat and presently fell fast asleep his fairies were sound asleep too in his pockets and nothing happened of the least consequence so he slept comfortably till morning end of part four